welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. We've just finished the Go series, or Tony finished the Go series uh, the last couple of weeks, and um, one of the things he said in there really challenged me. He just made the comment that the problem with the church is that there's a lack of love. And when I heard that, I was like, I was mortified, and yet something resonated within me, thinking, you know what, I, I can so see that. I think of uh, in the position that we hold in, in having to deal with people in my own life and some of the issues that I have to work through and some of the thoughts that I have and the um, issues that I have, I just thought, you know, I can so see that as a reality. And um, I just, in my quiet time and just saying, okay, God, what, you know, what's happening here? I felt God say to me, you know what, Kath, the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. And he just said, you know, that we like to build things up and we like to justify, we like to make excuses. In fact, we build theologies around certain things. And when we just kind of slide it all away and we go, because there's always a root issue, there's always something. When you get back to it, I just felt God say, it's a heart issue. And so tonight, that's the title of my message, that the, um, at the heart of the matter, it's a matter of the heart. And I was reading in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8. In verse 11 in the message, now Paul was writing to the Corinthian church uh, and what has happened is the Corinthian church taking up an offering and then circumstances, and it doesn't go into say, circumstances came up and whatever happened, they stopped. They just had forgotten about it and put it aside and Paul was writing to them and saying, now come on, get back into what it was you're going to do. And in the message, verse 11 says that the heart regulates the hands. And that just stuck with me when I heard and remembered Tony talking about the fact that church, there's a lack of love. I thought, you know what? It's a heart issue. Because if the heart regulates the hands, if there's a lack of love, which means if there's a lack of my putting my hand to where it's needed for me to be involved or for me to do something, then it comes back to being a heart issue. And if you think of Proverbs, I think it's uh, chapter 4, verse 23, it says that... um, that guard your heart because it's the wellspring of life. And you just get to the point, you think, you know what, God, I think heart issue is really an important issue for you. And heart health is an important issue. And so you, again, you start to, if you, if you walk the process through, you think, actually, you know what, if I'm struggling with this, so okay, maybe I'm struggling with the fact, um, I'm just trying to think of a name that's not here, Susan, Susan offended me and I'm really struggling to get over it. It's not the fact of the offence, it's the fact that the heart, the issue is in my heart. There's something I've let take hold of a heart and that is crippling my hands in doing what needs to be done, which is ultimately forgiving. So when I talk through with you, when I talk about the heart regulates the hands, I'm not talking just doing things. Yes, there's an element of that, but I'm just talking about us being. And I think that whole series that Tony set us up this morning in the um, Holy Holy, that the series that he's doing about just being Christians and about it being relational rather than give me my set of rules, let me follow them, and then we'll be hunky-dory. And so I, I just want to share a few things uh, tonight just on basic heart health. It seems to be my bent. I am one of those, I just like to be practical. It must be the mother in me in terms of, I like to 
give you things. Actually, you know, this is what you can do. So if it's my heart that's giving me issues, if it's my heart that's stopping my hands doing things, then I want to look tonight at just some healthy heart habits that we can adopt that will help us in keeping this clean, keeping this healthy, and then ultimately these will be healthy. Because what that paraf- my, the message says, the heart regulates the hands, but the Kath paraphrase version says that healthy heart, healthy hands. And we all want healthy hands because it's these things, hands, that are going to touch the community out there. Whether it be through what we say, whether it be actually through acts of service, how we live our life, whatever it be, healthy heart, healthy hands. We want healthy hands touching those who don't love Jesus. So that's where I want to take you quickly tonight. Alrighty. So Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Everything we do is initiated from the heart. And as believers, our hands are to be extended to the poor and needy. In Proverbs 31 verse 20, it's talking about um, the Proverbs 31 woman, but it says she extends her hands to the needy, her arms to the poor. But that is not uh, restricted to just women. And again, when we think of needy and poor, we often think of down and out. So we're thinking, okay, well, actually we're going to go on a trip to India. So we tick those bases. But you know what? We're all poor and needy. There are certain times and situations. So this is all encompassing. This is community out there and family in here. And so in other words, I want to be extending my arms and my hands to the poor and needy, whether they be sitting next to me or sitting next to me on the bus out there, all right? So this is for all of us, all right? So just some quickly, just some healthy heart habits that we should adopt. And I want you to know that when I start saying my points, they actually correspond with what you would do naturally. So if you went to a doctor and he started talking to you about healthy heart habits, what I'm going to share is about, I think, what your doctor would tell you in the natural, because the Bible says that first the natural, then the spiritual. And I think God realises that, at least me, if not you, because I don't want to tie you with the same brush, that sometimes we're a bit daft. And so God says, if I give you a picture that's obvious and you see it, it'll just help you translate that from the natural into the spiritual. So some of the things I'm going to say, you're going to go, oh yeah, that makes sense to me. Well, hopefully it's going to make sense to you. (laughs) All right, so the first key that we should adopt for a healthy heart habit is a balanced diet. Just like in the natural, if you went to the doctor and he did a checkup and maybe your blood pressure was a bit high, your cholesterol was through the roof, he would start to talk to you about your diet. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I'm telling you, if I had on offer a plate of veggies and a plate of top deck chocolate, I mean, like, it's a no-brainer. I would grab the veggies (laughs) and generously give them to my husband, (laughs) and then the top deck's mine, all right? And you know what? That's just a picture of naturally how we are. I mean, seriously, I think you would be lying or trying to impress me if you sat there and said, no, no, actually, Kath, you know what? I would take veggies over chocolate any day. And if if that is you, then God bless you and... uh, Great, teach us your secret because you know what? I would go the chocolate no matter what. It's just like the, there is something appealing about it. There is something, it smells nice. It smells, it smells much better than Brussels sprouts or broccoli. I mean, it just, I can taste it now as I'm telling you. And there's something about it that's appealing. And I'm not saying it's wrong. Chocolate actually isn't wrong, but it comes to that point of actually, if, I, if that was my total diet, I'd be in trouble. And the thing is, you would actually start to see that that's my diet because I'd not, I'd only, not only start growing this way, 
All right, it would, ha- it would have an effect on my health. So we'd, I'd start putting weight on or more weight on. Um, your skin would break out. There'd be all sorts of effects. And so if we're talking about, remember, we're talking about healthy heart, healthy hands. So the heart regulating the hands, we've got to have a balanced diet. And so my question to you tonight is, how's your diet? What are you eating? Because the thing is, like I said, if we naturally would gravitate to the chocolate, then there's something within us that naturally is going to gravitate to what we prefer, what we like. So if you think spiritually, there's lots in the Bible that I absolutely love. There are some truths in there which are great. You know, you would, someone's preaching, you'd hear it, amen, amen, yes, that's it. There's other truth in there, still truth, mind you, but I might be sitting on the front row going, hmm, <laughs> hmm, because they're kind of like Brussels sprouts, but it doesn't change the fact that it's still truth. And when we're talking about having a healthy heart, when we're talking about just making sure that my heart is healthy because the regulation, remember, to regulate is to adjust or control. And this organ, I was trying to think what the word was, this organ in here, the heart, regulates these. And I've got to keep it healthy, which means I need to have a well-balanced Diet, Because if my diet is kind of preference, I'm going to be unhealthy very quickly. And so you think about, um, say your cholesterol is really high. Now, I'm not a doctor, but obvious, it's, you'll know. But cholesterol, from what I understand, can block the arteries. And it just makes the heart have to work harder in trying to pump blood through. And if we have a diet that's very one focused on what we like and what we, it's going to act like correct cholesterol within our arteries and we're going to filter the truth of God's worth through that. And it's going to be hard to get through because they're going to say, yeah, but I don't really like that because this is what I like. And so the first key for us in having a healthy heart is to have a balanced diet. But it doesn't only work in terms of just the word. I think it works in terms of lifestyle. And so, again, I don't want to pick on the young people, but we live in a media savvy society. And so there's so much out there in terms of uh, Facebook and um, MSN and all the things that, you know what I mean? And so today, I I just find in today's society that we're a little bit more opinionated and we're a little bit more... um, indoctrinated, shall we say, because it's kind of easily and readily available. Back in my day, you'd have to read about that to actually understand it. And so I'll just go and play because I can't be bothered reading. Where nowadays it's kind of affrontive. And so when we talk about a a balanced diet, I'm not only talking Bible emphasis and what we like, I'm talking full thing. I'm not, like I've said, chocolate isn't bad for you, but too much of it is. And so young people, what's your diet like? Because if you're reading Women's Weekly, or I don't know, Women's Week is probably my generation, <laughs> Dolly, I don't know, Cosmo, whatever it is, if you're reading that sort of stuff, that's having an effect on the health of your heart. Now, I'm not saying, some of them I would go out to say, yeah, they're bad, but so, you know, I don't want to go, oh, they're totally bad, you can't, but what I'm saying is if you're reading that stuff more than you're reading God's Word, then, then we're not having a healthy diet. Televisions, again, you know, you sit here and you start to hear people and they can quote lines from films and movies and series and they know who's doing this and what's doing that. But, but then you might throw a, a Bible truth or a story at them. And they're like, oh, I've never heard that. And again, just an issue and a, and a point of an unbalanced diet. Again, am I against some of these things? 
No, some of them, yes. <laughs> but in general, what we're saying is it's not you can't. It's like, come on, what's your diet here? Hey, if you're going to do that, that's cool. But it's got to be not only matched, but double time spent in the Word of God. So first key for a healthy heart is a balanced diet. Second key for heart health is regular exercise. See, maintaining a healthy heart requires movement because exercise keeps the blood flowing and the heart healthy. And you know what? As Christians, we need a bit more exercise. We're very good at, or we're wanting to know, come on, I want to come to church, I want to be fed, I want to learn the deep truths, I want to hear all this, which is great. And we believe it. That's why we preach, that's why we teach, that's why we have Bible school, that's why we do all these things. But at the end of the day, it's about getting involved. Remember, we're saying, the heart regulates the hands. Can I be as honest as to say, when I'm dealing with people's issues and people's complaints and people's concerns, can I say it's very rarely those who are involved who have issues? Because most people who are involved just know how hard it is to be involved. They're so busy getting on doing the job, they don't have time to either take up offence or to um, be concerned about that. Or be do- They're too busy getting it on, you know, doing it. And I was just thinking, you know, we had the the bloke recently and we had the quiz nights and there was a little bit of um, concerns from some people and I'm not speaking about those because some people had concerns not um, bad in terms of oh it's wrong and but some people had concerns like this is stretching and I don't know and and we stood with you and said you know what we don't know but we know God wants us to do something so we're trying but can I say for everybody who brought a friend there were no concerns It was like, you know what? Because they were in there doing. The most issue we had were those who just went, I'm not coming because I don't believe in it and I'm not bothered. And we're just like, again, the heart regulates the hands. It's like, it wasn't about the boxing. It wasn't about the blood sport. It wasn't about the fundraising. Okay, it wasn't about the beer. It was about people. And it was about, you know what? I had women come to our quiz night who won't come here on a Sunday. Not yet anyway. But in terms of, you know, you're doing life with them, you're getting to know them, you're inviting them, but they'll come to a quiz night because we've attached it to a purpose. And like I said, so exercise. I'm, the most issues people give me are those who sit back and go, well, just dare me to. Come on, just you challenge me to. You make me. It's like, I'll make you. <laughs> no, boxing, blood sport. That's the next, that's the next significant women night. And if I said jelly in there, that would really go too far, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right. There are too many... Okay, attention back. There are too many fat, lazy Christians. And I don't mean fat in the physical, I mean fat in the spiritual. So, so spoon-fed, so doing... You know what, just get off your butt and do something. And I, I'm telling you, the comments we had about people who came to the bloke and came to the quiz night... They would never have come any other way. And you know what? The people who brought, can I tell you what it does for you who bring someone? And so, you know, it's kind of, if you listen, if you ever watch The Biggest Loser, and, and I, I love to see the transformation of these guys who wouldn't get off the couch to now they become uh, exercise obsessive. You know, we can be like that 
as Christians. Like, I just make the start, just do the little thing. And at the end of the day, you know, some people say to me, oh, well, I haven't got a friend coming, so I won't bother. It's like, no, because again, this whole Holy Holy series, it's like, since when is it about you? you? Okay, so you don't have a friend coming, but someone else has got a friend coming. So exercise is about getting the heart regulates the hands. If I want to keep my heart healthy, I've just got to get involved. It doesn't mean you'll be up here, but for some of you, it may be. It doesn't mean you'll be leading worship or you could be out. It just means doing something and saying, okay, God, because the Bible says that he not only saved us, he's called us. And it doesn't mean it just went, curve. Like, you know, I have this argument with my kids all the time. If I'm doing something and I say, Mitch, do you know what they do? Yes. I'm like, I don't want you to answer me. I want you to come. And I feel that's what Jesus does all the time. Jesus goes, Kath, and I go, yes. He's like, I don't want you to answer me. I want you to come. And that's what God is saying to us as a church today. He's going, come. I've got you come, get involved, get off your butt and do something. And you know what? You'll be too exhausted. You'll be um, too uh, exhilarated. You'll be too all these things to actually have a complaint to whinge about. And it's, you know what? We're all exhausted. I mean, come on, you're going to be exhausted either working out there, you're exhausted looking after kids, you might as well be exhausted for God. I mean, come on. I'm just sorry. I just get a little bit annoyed when people go, when people go, you know what, I just, you know, if I get involved, um, it'll be taxing on me. I was like, yes. It was, I mean, do you think being crucified was taxing on Jesus? I mean, come on. And yet I haven't been crucified. It's like, you know, yeah, we'll be taxing, but what other better reward? You can look at it's taxing or you can go, I love that Vince Lombardi quote where he says, there's no better feeling than laying on the field of battle, totally exhausted, but victorious. And that can be our confession. I was exhausted after that weekend. We had a quiz night. We had a wedding. We had the emotional of Dave Cox. I was exhausted, but I'll tell you what, Monday morning I was like, thank you, Jesus. Because I would probably be like this anyway, but I'd done it with your favour. Amen? Exercise. You know, you get all types of excuses. Everybody says, well, I'm busy. Well, we're all busy. Well, I'm a little bit afraid. Well, you know what? We're all afraid. I love Joyce Meyer's theology. She says, you know what? You just need to step up and find out. Step up and find out. I never knew I would be doing this. I just had to step up. I was asked, I stepped up, and I found out, oh, I can actually get a little bit passionate. Oh, I actually have something to say. You do not know what's in you until you step up. And I think it's God's word to some of you now. It's like, step up and find out. Stop giving me the excuse. Stop telling me I can't do it. Stop telling me. God's saying, exercise. Get on the treadmill, some of you. Please, is what God is saying. All right. You'll never be more happy or alive than when you're in the will of God. Hebrews 9.14 says, we've been saved to serve. Saved to serve. Third point, clean living. Ecclesiastes 6.45 says, the good man brings out of the good stored up in his heart. The evil man brings out evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The third key in keeping a healthy heart is to live clean. The heart of the heart has to work to pump the blood around, the more stress it puts on the heart. In other words, the more junk, I was going to say junk in our trunk, but the more junk we have in our heart, the harder it is for the heart to adjust and regulate the hands. 
And yet as Christians, we have all sorts of garbage in here. And the, the, the scripture says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The man brings out of him from the good in there. And sometimes we think, why did I respond that way? I'll tell you why I responded that way. Because of the junk that was in there. Because the man, the evil man brings the evil out of his heart. The good man brings the good from out of his heart. So if I've responded badly or ugly, it's because there's ugly stuff in here. And some of us have got to start living clean. We've just got to clear the arteries. You've got to change your diet so that you can get that cholesterol under control. We've got to change some of the things we do so that we can live clean. Stress does, an, does amazing things to the body and not amazing in a good way. Stress can do some unusual things. And so we need to do what we can to eliminate stress from our lives. But as Christians, so that's what you would do in the natural. You'd go to the doctor, he'd say, you know what, you need to start removing some stress. But stress for the Christian in terms of the heart is unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, hatred, envy, just good old ugliness, just like I'm not. I mean, you know what? Keep it simple, people. When the Bible says in Matthew, is it 17, 18? Matthew 18, about if your brother offends you, it doesn't say go to 27 other people, check that they agree with you, and then go and bag on that person. It says go to him. Just go, you know what? When you said that, I was mortally offended. It doesn't matter whether I'm right to be offended. I'm just telling you that's how I feel. I can so live it when people go and go, you know what, when you said that, I couldn't stand you. Oh, thanks. But you know what, that is more godly for them to come and say, I hate your guts right now because of what you said, than to then go around and tell someone, I can, we can so deal with that. So hey, cool, that, that's cool. And that's what we're talking about, living clean. You know, I get ridiculed about being naive. But I take it as a badge of honour. Because my naivety, and I know this has been said over us, is not naivety as in dumb, or you're just not aware, it's naivety and I just wouldn't think that way. So when I say something to someone and they interpret it such a way, I go, are you kidding me? Like, really? And so I see that all the time. Facebook, you've got to be in text. Because there's no context in it, you can do something to someone and then you get this text back and you go, they go, what do you mean? I'm like, how can you misinterpret? Hey, love you, have a great day. <laughs> like, didn't think it was that hard, but apparently for some people, when you're not living clean, you can read into that. And you say, I don't know if you've seen, I've seen the Facebook things where someone writes a comment and then it's like, wham, 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 and you just go, oh, turn off. Like, uh-oh. And I, you know what I mean? It's because we're not living clean. Now, if the heart regulates the hands, we've got a responsibility to live clean. And so just, let's be simple. I didn't say simple tins. But let's just be simple. It's like, she said that, she means that. He said this, he means that. Not, did you mean this when you said that? No, I just, that's what the Bible says. Let your yes be yes, and your no be no. I said this, I meant that, I said that, I meant that. Not this, what do you reckon? All right, living clean. Uh, fourthly, regular checkups. Because remember, we're talking about how do we keep our heart healthy because it's our heart that regulates our hands. We've got to have regular checkups. You know, it's easier to correct or treat a symptom when it's the earlier it's caught. Now, I've got a confession. I don't even know if I've told my husband this yet. But um, I had to take my car 
I had to take my car to get serviced. And um, it had been two years since I'd taken it. Because, you know, busy, <laughs> uh, money. I hate paying mechanics <laughs> to serve my car. I love to see, this is, isn't that a conundrum? Love to drive my car. I actually, man, that's a picture of Christianity and Christians. I love the advantage of having a car, but I hate the, I hate the upkeep and the maintenance. Man, gee, how many times have, did you get, but you know what happens? You list, learn from my example. So it's two years and I haven't done my car. And I kept thinking, I must do that, must do that. Well, suddenly the little red oil light came on. So woman, light, means there's an issue, Okay. <laughs> Bob, I need to ring the mechanic. Can you please make an appointment for my car to be in? So I take my car in, I drop it, and I come back to pick it up. And I walked in and the guy says to me, ah, the Rav. So I was like, oh, yes. Then he starts to tell me that, all oh, this mechanical gobbledygook that I just didn't know. But the gist of it is this. The oil in my engine and car, other than being non-existent, <laughs> was so thick that whatever is supposed to, supposed, let's say, he was just doing this and this, so I, I assume bad, right? So it must have to look like this, but was now like this. And then he starts to tell me that they've done this issue, and then the be- after he's charged me like big bucks, then he starts to tell me that um, panic, because... Now we don't know that we've, we really think you should need to come in every thousand kilometres, get it um, drained, get it doing this, get it doing that, and after, do it for the next five or six thousand kilometres, uh, yeah, so five, six times over the next thousand kilometres each. And then he finishes it by saying, but there's no guarantees it's going to help. So we don't know what to do with it. <laughs> That's what he said, the mechanic. So I'm like, I'm paying you to tell me you don't know what to do with my car. So he just says, because... What happens is we could do it and it could clear it up or in doing that, we could dislodge something that'll then, you're in trouble. So I looked at him and went, so I'm in trouble if I do it and I'm in trouble if I don't. He went, yeah, pretty much. So I went, well, I'll don't, okay. <laughs> then got in my car and said, Jesus, <laughs> please help my engine. I know I've been a bad girl and I've ignored you and I haven't done what's right, but please don't make a spectacle of me. And help me tell Tony in a way he can't tell me off. So now you know. But you know what I learned? You know what I learned? It would have been much better if I'd kept up the six monthly or 12, whatever the deal was, with my car. Within, I usually follow the sticker, but the sticker fell off, so I didn't know. <laughs> That's my excuse anyway. Now, the sticker did fall off, but anyway, I did know it was two years. It would have been much better to have regular checkups, and it would have been better off. Because I don't know about you, but you know what? I deal better with adjustment and correction when I'm in a good place than when I'm in a bad place. And so it's much better to go to the doctor and say, okay, give me a checkup. Sort me out, have a look, great. When, and he says, what's your problem? No issues, just want to catch them before. And so for us, when we're talking about heart health, you know, let's not leave it to actually, you know what? I'm at my wit's end. Nobody can do anything right. Nobody can say anything right. If you even look at me, I'm going to chop your head off. It's much better to just have that regular assessment. How am I doing? I have the privilege of being able to sit with my husband and say, how are we traveling? What's going on? Anything you see? Blah, blah, blah. We all have that same privilege. We can do that with our connect group leaders. We can do that with trusted friends. We can do that with people we're doing life with. 
I'm a passionate believer that nobody has to do life alone. If you're doing life alone, it purely is your choice because you're in a family here who want to do life with you. And if you're doing it alone, it's because you've chosen to do it alone. And I'm just going to eradicate right now that excuse of neither I'm not I'm saying you know what we want to do it with you now the ball's in your court so we're talking about heart health it's regular checkups I think the scripture is um Proverbs 27 verse 6 says wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses ask a trustworthy person how am I doing what do you see listen to what their advice is and then make the adjustment and then just finally I've written down here supplements A supplement is an addition designed to make up for a deficiency. You know, sometimes we just can't get enough of what we need just from our natural diet. Now, it shouldn't be like that all the time, but just because if you think about how we sometimes you can be under uh, just a busy period, it can be exam times, things are happening. And so what happens is your body uses up what you would normally have and it, it requires more. And so when we're talking about heart health, I think we just got to be wise to the fact that, you know what, we can all benefit from supplements. I know for me personally, you know, your body gives you little signs and I get that eye flicker. If I know I'm pushing it, my eye starts to flicker or one of the, you know, the shakes in the leg goes and you just know, okay. And I've learned, <laughs> what? what, you know, your muscle jumps or whatever, you know, come on. But you know what I've discovered? Vi- Mega B. And so just a supplement, it just means, because what happens is under extreme stress, the body uses the B vitamin more. And we just need a little bit more of the B vitamin. Now, I don't live on mega B. I just know, actually, you know what? If I get the sign, or even if I just know by looking at my diary, this is an intense cycle, things are happening, I'll preempt it by taking the mega B because that's what my body's going to burn up. And you know what? We get great teaching here. You've got the Bible. I know everyone says, well, we need to go, but we've got great supplements. We've got a bookshop out there that's full of resource. And the great thing about the bookshop out there is that trusted people in this church have looked at that resource. Because I don't know if you've been to Kurong, you just walk in and go, I think I'll walk out again because it's like too much choice. Because I don't know, just, and the better the cover, usually the worse the book. So it's just like, where do you start? What's good? Well, the resource out there has been, someone's looked through it and said, this stuff's good. And this will help you. And we agree with this stuff. So it's easy done for you. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that all the time, but I'm saying it's helpful. It's a supplement. It it builds a deficiency. So there's great resource out there. But there's relationship resource too. And again, that no one has to do it alone. And I was listening to a man preach a couple of weeks ago and he just talked about the ands in your life. And he said, who are the ands in your life? And he just mentioned like um, Peter and James. And he mentioned... um, Think of Mary and Elizabeth. And my question to you, we talk about supplements, who are the ands in your life? Who are the people in your life that are going to help you? They're the supplements that, you know what, my relationship with God is rock solid, but I've also got relationships this side that just supplement my life, that help, that add the and that I can't do on my own. And this man said, you know what, your ands determine your end. And many of us don't have ands. And then that that's a, should be a sure sign of us of where our end will be. So the last point is supplements. Who are your ends? Oh, okay. I did spell check and it's changed my scripture reference. I think it's Ecclesiastes. It's put down here, eek. Okay. 4.10. Ecclesiastes 4.10. If one falls down, his friend can help him up, but pity the man who falls and has no one to help him. 
him up. Supplements for heart health, resources and relationships. Ah, that's it from me. At the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. And it's the heart that regulates the hands. And if you're sitting there and you've been listening to the series, the Go series, the Holy Holy series, and you're struggling with, but actually, I don't want to do that, or, you know, I just don't want to give in, Lord. I don't want to forgive. I don't want to get involved. It comes back to an issue of the heart. And I'm trusting, and my prayer for you is just that those five keys, you can just remember actually, how is my diet? Okay, maybe there's something there that can help me. Or my exercise, you know what? I've just got to step up and find out. Or maybe, you know what? I've just taken on some stuff. My life and living isn't that clean. I've got bitterness, envy. I've got hurt. I've got sin. I've got whatever it is. Maybe my life's not that clean. Maybe I just need regular checkups. Just keep going. Ask my friends, what do they see? How are they going? Or maybe I just need right now some supplements. I'm trusting that what I've shared with you is going to help you whether you're in that place now or into the future where you find yourself just, again, checking your heart, just saying, God, where am I at? How am I doing? Are you happy with that? How are things going? Thank you. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen. And God bless.